Hi everyone. Uh, I'm Bhaskar uh, and we have Mr. Arishankar with us. Uh, the two of us are the major contributors for all the material that you have found on summarizing psychology as well as the uh, one-stop psychology website. Uh, and we thought apart from just having uh, notes available to you, we could also uh, start like a podcast thing uh, where weekly we'll come once and we'll discuss some topic with you, right? For this week, our topic is how to learn better, right? Uh, and this is in the context of the CBSE exams, uh, the NET exam and university and entrance test exams that are coming up for most of you. Uh, so we thought it'd be a good time to tell you about techniques that you can use uh, to improve your uh, learning, right? Uh, so Hari, what do you think? How, what Can you suggest some techniques to our viewers uh, so that they can learn better? Uh, what, what would you suggest? Right. Uh, yes, uh, Bhaskar. So when we talk about learning strategies, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, mnemonics. Now, uh, if you can pay attention to this sentence, my very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. Right. So if you look at the first word, first letter of each word of the sentence, they represent the nine planets in order. So that's one uh, mnemonic device that you can pro probably try. So uh, if you have a series of words or concepts to remember, um, take the first letter of each of these concepts, convert that into an acronym and expand the acronym to something that is more meaningful. The other method that comes to my uh, mind is the method of loci. So what happens here is um, you take a familiar path, something that you, uh, you know, frequent very often um, and you identify locations in that path. Now, for example, if you if you want to learn uh, eight concepts under an essay or let's talk about Maslow's hierarchy, which has five concepts, right? So you take a familiar path, um, identify five locations in this in the in this path. And then what you have to do is assign each of these five concepts to each of these five locations in this familiar route. Now, for example, um, the hierarchy talks about uh, physiological needs, safety needs, love and belonging, esteem and uh, uh, self-actualization, right? So these are the five concepts. Now, imagine that you're in your college and let's take a familiar route and let's identify five uh, locations in this route. So let's say you have a playground, then there is the security office, then there is, um, let's say, your classroom building. Um, then let's say you have your bank uh, and the ATM. And finally, let's say there is the gate, right? So I'll just repeat this. You have your playground, you have your uh, uh, security office, classroom, uh, ATM, and then finally the uh, gate. Now, if you were to assign uh, each of these five concepts, to each of these five locations, it'll be something like this. And make sure that the most important aspect is make sure that you make it as creative, as dramatic, as funny as possible. So the more visual the association is, it is uh, easier to uh, remember. Right. So when we talk about physiological needs, imagine somebody working out on the playground. Imagine how you your physiological needs, um, energy levels are high when somebody uh, plays a game of bat basketball. So form this connection. Similarly, the next location is um, your security office, right? So imagine um, a security officer standing there providing safety. Now, 
the, you, you can be as creative as possible, as dramatic as possible, like I said earlier, to form these associations. And similarly, uh, let's say when you talk about your classroom building, imagine the love and affection that um, your, your friends, your classmates provide, um, or let's say the interaction with your teachers, right? So, so what I'm trying to say here is, if you associate every location with a point in Maslow's hierarchy, the next time you have to remember this, you just have to take a mental walk, right? So there are um, websites, there are other um, blog articles on our website which talk about these mnemonics and you can uh, access them. This is very interesting about mnemonics and method of loci. Uh, but one thing that I have always thought about is uh, the amount of sleep that you need uh, before an exam. So I see a lot of people, young people especially, they'll study late into the night and then give the exam early in the morning and then catch up on the sleep in the afternoon. Uh, or some version of this where they study really long hours at night rather than the daytime. Uh, is there some psychological or neurological aspect to this? Is this productive or counterproductive? What do you think? Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's a very common pattern. Uh, from a scientific perspective, that's definitely unhealthy. I mean, we, we probably engage, it, uh, engage in it knowing that it is unhealthy. Uh, two reasons. One, that type of learning, you know, cramming the night before may, may not really serve its purpose. Uh, serve its purpose of comprehending it very well and, uh, you know, uh, retaining it in your memory for a longer period of time. So that's one aspect of it. And the other aspect of it is sleep has uh, various functions and two primary functions related to learning would be um, rejuvenating your body after a, a long and tiring day. And if you deprive your body the sleep that that it needs, then it can have its own uh, effect. So you can probably feel fatigued. Uh, it will have an impact on your mood, all of those factors. And from a very specific perspective, sleep is also important in uh, the consolidation of your memories, right? So I would personally suggest that it is, it is uh, an unhealthy pattern because of these reasons. That's okay. But when I tell my students about the same thing, uh, some of them replies saying that no sir I work better at night and some of them will say I work better early morning and then this concept of late hour and early bird or whatever. Uh, how relevant is that in terms of learning? Yeah, I think that's a common pattern that is uh, seen uh, either waking early in the morning or depriving yourself uh, of sleep the previous night. Um, again, I would reiterate the same point that uh, scientifically it is not very healthy. It may give you the satisfaction that you have stayed up for uh, a longer period of time, but it doesn't really help in uh, long-term memory consolidation. On the other hand, it will make you more fatigued. It will make you more irritated, right? Probably the best solution to this a long-term uh, solution to this would be having a, a proper schedule rather than depending on um, staying awake for an entire night or waking up early which will result in uh, sleep deprivation and it will have its own long-term consequences i understand when you say that but i can almost hear my students screaming saying that why will i study every day when i can study you know one night before the exam and do well uh, they might as well do other stuff right uh, but I think what you see makes sense that, you know, you have to put in that hard work every single day uh, in order to eventually do well. But our system may be such that, you know, marks are important. So you wrote, learn, and then you give the exam and then you forget all about it. Uh, that, that brings you to another question. Uh, when you say method of loci, mnemonics, these things work for, say, something that has pointers, right? 
what about a long essay type question uh, first if there is a huge chunk of information that uh, cannot be divided into pointers how does one prepare for something like that these mnemonics that we just discussed may not really work for all types of uh, answers so if you're talking about a long essay type answer uh, I, i would suggest two important uh, uh, techniques for this first uh, we'll have to evaluate or examine our own cognitions when you look at such an answer um are you um, catastrophizing it saying that you know it's 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 running into two to three pages i'm never going to uh, uh, be able to comprehend it right so look at the thoughts and the emotions that are generated in you when you um, encounter such type of uh, responses or when you encounter such type of uh, answers and you're required to study these answers uh, answers as well uh because those uh, cognitions and the emotions associated with those cognitions can um you know act as a barrier preventing you from comprehending it uh, well so that's the first step and the second step is looking at how best can you comprehend it because we are not trying to rote learn the entire answer we are trying to comprehend it and then try to express it in our own language uh and when we talk about comprehension different styles work for uh, different individuals uh, some may find it better to um, you know take a bird's eye perspective of what this answer is trying to uh, say or what this concept is trying to describe uh, the others may find it better to divide this an- answer into manageable chunks and then uh, probably learn about it so uh, different techniques for different individuals but i would suggest evaluate the cognitions and the emotions associated with the answer uh, also try to understand what is the best way that you as an individual can comprehend this and then based on that you can uh, try understanding the answer the concepts associated with it and then this will also help you in your um, exam as well yeah uh, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned emotion here uh, i understand that you know none of us probably like studying for an exam at least i haven't met anyone who says that you know i enjoy studying for an exam uh, people like learning but uh, right. for an exam is a whole different uh, kettle of fish uh, but that cognition may be difficult to deal with uh, but i I'm, i like the fact that there is uh, you mentioned emotion and studying uh, i wonder what that link might be okay so uh, if you look at the basic premise of uh, learning you will notice that there are many factors that can influence this learning process it could be something as simple as your interest towards this your uh, environment your attention all of that and among these factors uh, one very important aspect is emotion now let's look at two emotions to just to understand the link between emotions and and uh, learning um now let's talk about anxiety and learning right so let's say you've prepared you're thoroughly prepared for an exam but anxiety can cloud the way you respond in an exam it may uh, make you panic it may make you forget whatever you have learned um, it may even uh, lead to making uh, careless mistakes you know writing uh, a question number uh, which is different from the one that is given in the uh, uh, you know question paper or, or uh, misinterpreting instructions right so this is how anxiety as an emotion can uh, cloud not only the process of writing an exam but also even uh, preparing for it and i would also like to highlight uh, a specific type of anxiety which is anticipatory anxiety let's say you're sitting down with your book or your notes uh, planning to prepare for an exam and you get this uh, or you ex- 
experience this anticipatory anxiety. Now, this anticipatory anxiety about how difficult my exam would be, or what would my parents or peers say if I don't perform well in an exam, this can cloud the process of learning. Uh, it will not be an objective, um, uh, a comfortable process of learning because you are anxious and you are also dealing with uh, uh, a paper or a subject that is probably difficult to comprehend. So that is one example. Let's also talk about uh, other emotions that are not very uh, openly discussed. Let's talk about sadness as an emotion that is uh, probably a part of depression. Let's talk about helplessness as an emotion. Right, So these emotions can directly affect the way you comprehend a material and it will also have long-term uh, impact on the way you consolidate some of these uh, materials that you have learned and of course the way you attempt an exam. Uh, thank you Ari. I think uh, students and fellow professionals who are studying, uh, I think this will go a long way in helping them in terms of uh, the amount of sleep that they have, what sort of emotions to use and what techniques they can use to learn. Um, I think one of the suggestions that I might give is uh, to do some type of relaxation technique the morning of the exam uh, because if you have some form of anxiety or sadness that's coming up, uh, it will go a long way in terms of uh, reducing that anxiety later. Uh, so that's one of the things that I just thought of. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you and uh, we will see all of you soon.